0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Buddy, it is monday again and it's another monday night raw night but more importantly it's another attitude era live night and okay yeah. sure i just wanted to make sure the mics were still on i wanted to make sure the mics were still on There, i wasn't sure if i turned them back on uh but yeah it's an attitude era live night more importantly and uh another big show on the horizon and it's just icon and myself tonight um big wishes to uh, to the Cowboy, he you, you want him to get better. I know he had that surgery. Granny can't join us tonight either. She's getting her sleep uh, test done uh, for potential apnea or whatever it may be. So uh, hopefully both of them, Doug Williams and her, both, uh, I hope they, they both get better, feel better. And I hope uh, the recovery times are, are great on both of those. And I expect to have Granny back here next week with us. Hopefully the uh, Cowboy Doug Williams as well. So uh, but Icon, uh, how, how have you been on this Monday?
0: Well, you know, I'll tell you what. Uh, the Icon's doing good. Joining a brand new 2019 Chevy Equinox, uh, and they registered it as uh the LT Icon Edition, which is really really cool. So I uh, I'm enjoying that. Uh, and when you think about it, you know, we were talking about this off the air since it's just you and I. We are going to bring back, as much as we wanted to keep it buried, we are going to bring back Off the Ropes one time and one time only, just like it used to be, but a little better, if that makes sense to people. Because we have guests now. Before, when we used to do the show, we never had guests. Now we do. So, and we got, uh, technically, we got four guests tonight. We got two single wrestlers. Uh, We got a tag team. And we also have... Uh, the greatest voice over character actress in the history of cartoons Candy Milo with us and uh, what else can I say about our other two guests but uh, the fact that they are up and coming stars uh, Griff Garrison and mark uh, Marcus Cross and uh, the tag team that we are going to have i I have I have trouble. Uh, remembering their name because, uh, you know, I call them Eminem basically because they are the master and the machine is the name of their tag team. And they're going to join us. So it's going to be a power pack show and we're going to have some fun.
1: There we go. And um, a couple of big things coming on the horizon as well. A lot of big guests. Uh, do you want to go ahead and announce uh former WWE guest uh, or former wwe and wcw that we got coming on um or do you want to wait for that
0: well we got uh, of course you know we got bump bagwell coming on alexander bagwell and we're also got judy bagwell coming on which will be interesting because she has never done a podcast before this will be the first podcast she's ever done and we're gonna we're gonna have some fun with her and chat with her about uh all the goings on as the fact that she was uh in the record books, a WCW tag team champion with Scott Steiner when they won her and Scott Steiner won the Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. So we're going to talk to her about that. And I also have hooked up Ronnie Garvin, rugged Ronnie Garvin. He's going to be on the show with us coming up in August because he's got a busy schedule. And I also got a world-famous magician coming on the show with us.
1: Magician? Oh, Ooh.
0: Yeah, Murray Sawchuck. He's been on Pondstock. Okay. He's been on Penn & Teller Fool Us. He's been with David Copperfield. He might even be able to hook us up with David. Think about think about the, the power of the people that we got coming on. Mar- Mariah Push is going to be coming back on there is uh we're going to have robbie v on the son of the late great bobby v is going to be on with us stone cold steve austin's ex-wife is going to be on with us so yeah you cannot beat this stuff it's going to be great
1: i'm with it man i um i'm always excited to have you know her come on with us i mean the uh North Dakota native and a great fighter, and she's always a good interview, always nice with us, and, you know, a wonderful person, so always fun to see that, So and have her come on as well. So, a lot of big things coming on the horizon, and a lot, a lot of things to, to look forward to, so definitely excited about that.
0: Yeah. So, who we do we got, got coming on with us that. tonight? Well, uh, as uh, previously mentioned, you know, we have uh, Candy Milo. Uh, The the greatest voice cartoon actress in the world, Griff Garrison, Marcus Cross, and Master and Machine, Eminem. So it's going to be a great busy show, and we're going to have a lot of fun with these people, so I cannot wait.
1: So we have a full-on tag team coming up.
0: Correct. Correct
1: and uh have you done a little research on them what what about them Should we know?
0: they're ass kickers that's all they well that's do. always good yeah okay so, uh, so yeah so like d x ass, ass kickers yeah they are so you can't uh you cannot uh beat these guys you cannot um, you you know you just cannot top these guys according to them.
1: So on Raw So, so yeah. tonight, uh you haven't seen it yet. Uh we just make sure that there's a uh, not a call along the line here. Okay. Uh you haven't seen it yet. Um but the uh Becky Lynch was given an ultimatum. Really? Yes. She came out, uh, Triple H and Stephanie both came out and apologized for the comment they said to her and that Triple H said that uh, maybe he crossed the line um, on SmackDown when she hit him and all this and whatever. And uh, she was given one opportunity. She said, um, Becky Lynch, uh, you've been cleared by the medical doctors. Uh, There's no structural damage to the knee. There's no ligament tearing or anything like that. The match at WrestleMania is still on. But she has to apologize to them.
0: Oh, they're going to make her apologize.
1: She has to apologize. She's, of course, not, you know, doing it. Um, but they, she was given an ultimatum. He said, um, Apologize, and you can have your match at WrestleMania and get everything you've ever worked for and all that. Or don't apologize, stay suspended. Uh, stay suspended, and throw away the match at WrestleMania. So she's got a lot to think about for the night. Uh,
0: and they're giving her till the end of the night to decide?
1: So she either has to humble herself and basically hits the feet of the McMahons, as people have been doing for decades, and she can get her match, and she can get her shot at Ronda Rousey, and she can go to WrestleMania and headline WrestleMania, or she can let her pride get in the way and go back to the mid-card, basically.
0: Well, what do you what do you think she? Well, I think I know what you want her to do, but what do you think she should do? Uh,
1: well, I personally, I I mean, I I think she should she should humble herself, you know. Um, but again, though, I don't, you know, I'm not the type who. Would do it, but again, when you look at what's on the line and what you've got, what you've got going right now, um, you no, know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, what do I think she's going to do? I, I think obviously this match is already booked. I've already seen promos for it, so I think she's going to apologize. But, but she may actually really be injured, and they may ever come out and not apologize and "quote unquote" throw the match away. And then put somebody else in there as a K-, K because you actually can't. So I, I mean, who knows? Who really knows?
0: Well, you know, I'll tell you what. It'll be interesting to see what they do, you know. And uh, I know you would love to see that match because I, I know I. And you can't tell me you don't want to because I, I I know you too well.
1: I do want to see Ronda Rousey and, and Becky Lynch, yes. I, I would prefer if Alexa Bliss were in the match, but, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Right. But WrestleMania should be good, though. So far, it's pretty good code. I'm actually, weirdly enough, I'm excited about uh, I'm excited about a paper. I'm excited to see how this Elimination Chamber is going to go with the two teams. Uh, you know, the Women's yeah, what, Chamber. Uh,
0: the tag team title's up for grabs, yes.
1: The women's tag belt, yeah, I'm excited to see how that's going to go because you know the elimination chamber has always been has always been a match designed for you know the world title or qualifying for a world title shot or it's always been an individual achievement. Actually, have teams do it now and have actual teams come out of the pod uh, would be interesting. But my my question is though, are both women? on the team, going to be in the same pod or is there going to be multiple different pods now and let's say, you know, let's say uh, you know, I don't know. Uh not not the riot squad is too they're too tightly knit, but let's say like Sasha Banks and N- Nia Jax and Bayley are the only ones left, let's say, okay? Um right. is is Sasha Banks going to then turn on Bayley and win the belts? Like, like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, if, if Sasha Banks wins the belt, does she have to win it for her team? Or can she, you know, basically form an alliance inside the chamber and win it with somebody? I, I'm just curious how they're going to set it up. Because I, I, I think a good old double cross would be uh, just the right thing that would be needed to put, you know, the over the tipping point, honestly. But again, you know, you never well, know. You In this soft WWE nowadays, you never know.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, let's put this twist on it let's say that everybody's in separate pods, right? And uh, they, uh, it gets set up. So one uh, half of the tag team is eliminated and the other half is still in the match. If they can do that. And two completely on two members of two different teams become tag team champions. Well, that? that's what
1: I'm wondering. Yeah, that, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, is that possible? Or if, you know, Sasha Banks makes, the end, let's say, or tap somebody out, does it have to be her and Bailey? You know what I'm saying? So that, that, that's what I'm curious about. Like, like, can there be, you know, uh, uh, mixing of tag teams if there's a good old double cross or does it have to stay within those teams? That's what I'm curious about how they would have set it up
0: yeah it'll be uh it'll be you know it'll be interesting it you know it'll be interesting to see uh how they're uh, gonna set that up you know, uh, I, I uh i would uh i i i'm i'm just curious to see how they're gonna set it up i i love the concept and i love the unpredictability of this match it's it's just awesome and hopefully the writers don't screw it up like they have been known to do in the past.
1: True. Um I mean what would what would the ultimate outcome be for you that you would want to see?
0: Well, I would I would love to see it uh just uh two uh one half of uh, two different teams become a cha- uh, champion. I think that would be I think that would set things up really cool. You know, (laughs) that's that's just me. And our our guest should be calling in shortly, so hopefully. Yeah, I'll
1: look. I'll look for him. I'll keep him on the. uh, On the. uh, Keep the eyes out for him here. So, but do you know uh, what the area code is going to be?
0: Uh, I can look real quick. But.
1: Yeah, I, I have
0: I'll admit I have so many d I have so many different con, uh contacts in uh my phone that it's just hard to uh keep track of everybody. So let's see. Okay, Marcus, our first guy. Well, I don't have a contact number for him, but both these guys should be under the same area code,
1: I I do believe, because they're from the same town. So,
0: Okay, Marcus
1: uh, <clears throat> is 3-6. So should- yeah, he's on right now. So here's what I'm going to do, Icon. I'm, I'm going to put him through. I'm going to use the bathroom real quick. I'm going to let you do your thing, but I'll be here, and I'll chime in when need be.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, he is our first combatant of the night, and he gives me the word do not cross me punk ladies and gentlemen i give you marcus cross
2: Maybe yeah yeah how's it going now tell me was that not the best introduction you've ever had that was pretty amazing man i have to give it to you i it gets me pretty hyped. and uh you also had the best collector's card ever made
0: of you too by me
2: yes yeah, definitely
0: so here's a, here's what here's what our format is. Uh, once I introduce the talent, uh, we have them give us a little background about themselves, and then we ask them some questions. So if you want to tell us a little background, then we'll talk to you.
2: All right. So my name is Marcus Cross. Uh, I've, I'm a professional wrestler. I've been wrestling for about two and a half years now. Um, I live in Greensboro, North Carolina, and that's where I trained at a little school called Firestar Pro Wrestling. Most of my athletic experience comes from martial arts. I started Taekwondo when I was seven years old, and actually just back in December, I achieved the rank of master in Taekwondo, So, um, and I teach martial arts uh throughout the week and then I spend a lot of my time just wrestling uh on the weekends, trying to you know, beat up as many people as I can and uh, along with my tag team partner. But uh also a full time college student, so got a lot going on, you know.
0: Alright. And uh as you know our your tag team partner will be joining us and what we're gonna do is we're gonna interview you until he calls in. And uh, then we will uh, talk to him, and then we'll bring you both on together. All
2: right. That sounds we'll good. We'll keep you on
0: hold, and then we'll bring you both on together. But what we, what I want to do here, so, because we're time before he comes on, uh, I sent you a uh, a liner that we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and take care of that now, then we're going to ask the questions. I'll count you All down right, for five, good. and we'll go ahead and do that. All right? Okay. Here we go. Ready? Five, four, three, two, one.
2: Hey, this is the Kickmaster Marcus Cross. You're listening to the Attitude Era live with your host, the icon, the big swing, Granny Hulkster, and the legend, Pretty Boy Doug Masters.
0: That's awesome. And unfortunately, both uh, uh, two, one half, uh, actually, one half of our, uh, our crew is uh, gone today. Uh, Granny Granny you knows she's getting a sleep study done because of her sleep apnea and uh, pretty boy Doug Masters is getting out of the hospital because he just has surgery. So it's basically me and yep. uh, the big swing flying solo
1: tonight. So <laughs> but I'm sure they'll be glad to uh, they'll be glad to know they were included, so that'd be good.
0: Right. So well, Marcus, uh, the first question I have for you. As a wrestler, would you consider yourself a baby face, a heel? an in-betweeny, or are you whatever the crowd thinks you are that night?
2: Well, for the most part, I definitely cannot be characterized as anything but a baby face. It's just my look, my music, my style. I just, I can't help but to be referred to as a baby face. And with your wrestling style... Would you consider yourself a
0: technical wrestler like a Bret Hart, a high flyer like a Rey Mysterio, or would you consider yourself having that grunty style like a Stone Cold Steve Austin, just like a a total ass kicker in the ring?
2: Well, see, I have kind of a well-rounded, grounded kind of um, approach to wrestling. Uh I definitely have worked on my technical wrestling as in high school. I was a amateur wrestler and I went to the state championships. So I definitely have a lot of technical skill that I like to bring to the ring. Like I said, I was, uh, I've been doing martial arts since I was seven years old. I've been doing martial arts for like 14 years. So, uh, I do bring a lot of, you know, strikes and, uh, that that type of grappling into the game as well but also uh, I'm a like guy. I grew up being inspired by people like Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero when I saw those guys you know flying off and you know on the ropes I was like that's what I gotta do so I've definitely tried to incorporate that into my style as well I like to think of myself as having you know not being able to be counted out in any aspect of wrestling when I'm in the ring. And as uh, you know, as a as a wrestler with that
0: style, are you more opt to try and uh take your opponent out right away or do you like to uh you know, do you uh, like to uh have like just a knockout, drag out match and come out the victor?
2: Well I tell you what, I've pretty much done it all. There's no better uh, feeling than having a drawn out match and just having the anticipation rise with each passing moment and then having the crowd on the edge of their seats because I feed off that energy. I feed off how the crowd is feeling. So I love those knockdown dragouts. but you know sometimes when you're wrestling night after night after night you just kind of want to get it over with and you know just one quick move and have it done but so it kind of really just depends on you know Stamina at the moment you know how how my body's holding up and my mentality going into the match depends a lot on who i'm wrestling too if it's a brand new person i've never wrestled before i'm going to take my time i'm going to drag it out see what they have to offer i know who i'm wrestling i know my opponent i'm a lot more bing bang boom let's get it done uh marcus cross is our guest we got about eight minutes left here
0: uh before his uh partner uh comes on the line with us so in your in your 10 in the business have you before you got into the tag team aspect did you uh, 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 uh get get any titles uh in your short time
2: well during my time as I, I've only I've had two singles titles from promotions within North Carolina I've been uh the Firestar Pro Wrestling heavyweight champion and the southeastern champion um the the Firestar heavyweight championship. I actually defeated my current tag team partner for it. We used to uh, before we were a tag team. We had a long standing feud, but uh, so that's that story. But we kind of put differences aside, you know.
0: So with your tag team partner that that you would beat, is did he have the attitude? Well, geez, I can't beat him, so I might as well join him and let's kick ass together.
2: Well, it was kind of more of a back and forth thing. It was – we probably wrestled each other up near 30 times. And I'd say the score is probably about dead even, 15-15. And we figured, well, might as well just not keep on going. Might as well just be like, if we can keep kicking this much ass, might as well do it together. Let's redirect it at other people and let's be unstoppable.
0: Awesome. Big swing, what do you got? Okay. Every time I do that, oh, I,
2: I had
1: to I had to unmute I had to unmute my mic because I had a bunch of stuff digging on my phone. that wanted to come through. Um, I mean, I guess, uh, and I ask this not just to the independent cycle, but even when we have you know former WWE and WCW guys on as well. Um, for, for those who may not know you uh, on a personal level or haven't really been following your career or you know like never read a bio on you, uh, how did you get into the wrestling game? I, I know a lot of people want to you know. Uh, who, who are athletes in, in school want to play a p- particular professional sport. But obviously there's no prep to be a pro wrestler. Even if you're a wrestler like a Greco-Roman wrestler in high school or college, uh, it's not the same at all. Uh, I, I mean, what, what sort of made you want to become a wrestler and, and what did you have to do to
2: sort of get on this path? So pretty much um, my family kind of has a – a tie into wrestling because my dad grew up. Uh, well, I grew up in El Paso, Texas. You know, um, my dad went to high school and went to college with Eddie Guerrero, so he knew him. Uh, you know, I've I've been to wrestling shows kind of all my life because of that. So I kind of grew up around that luchador style anyway. Um, my grandma is even really good friends with Eddie Guerrero's mother, and you know, back in the day, uh, she actually, I actually have a, a gift. That my grandma sent me one Christmas, where it was a picture of Eddie. Um, He used to wrestle under a mask in uh, the El Paso Coliseum, and it was one of his old wrestling masks. So I kind of have that tie, in anyways. But um, I, as far as getting into professional wrestling, I kind of just knew it's something I always wanted to do, Uh, and that's kind of what inspired me to start. You know. Greco-Roman wrestling in high school but as far as uh picking up training I was just as soon as I graduated high school I was like all right google professional wrestling training I gotta get on a path now I just gotta start busting my butt and do whatever I can I found the closest uh wrestling training school to me walked in sent the owner email walked in the front door and just went from there on
0: Marcus Cross is our guest. Uh, We have about four minutes here before his uh, tag team partner comes on here. And, uh, you know, I always ask every independent wrestler this question, and no one has ever answered it the same way. So I'm going to put this to you. It's a two-part question. If you were to get a call from the WWE and offered you that million-dollar contract, you know, because when you get to the WWE – They basically control all aspects of life. They say you can do this, you can't do this, you go here, you don't go there, this and that. But as an independent, you can basically control your own destiny. Two-part question, if the WWE calls you and asks you to join, would you do that? And the second part is if you do get to the big time, will you not big time us and still be our friends and still talk to us?
2: Well, for the first part of your question, I kind of have a man in my back pocket. He's my agent. His name is Bill Barron. Um, I would propose, I would show him the contract and I would like to see what he has to say about it. Um, right now, we're currently trying to make the rounds within uh, Ring of Honor. We've done a lot. We've done TV tapings for them and we've done um, some of their online stuff. So I try to see maybe if, you know, that would spark them to try and, you know, use us a little bit more. If we're at the point where we're making, you know, being offered a million dollar contract by the WWE, if I could use that um leveraged uh, just on the independent scene as more credibility or because I prefer at the point that I'm at right now to have more of a go at my own pace. I don't want a company telling me every single second what to do or what not to do, what to post on social media, what not to do. Um, I like being able to have control of my schedule and things of that nature, but I definitely think down the road, um, WWE is a great place to go uh, when you're looking to work matches that don't require as much uh physicality because it that that's their style. Their style is more based around entertainment. And right now I'm just in the mode of I want to be as physical as I can uh in my matches. And as far as being a guy's friend, of course I'd like to be on the show anytime. I'd like to, you know, update you guys with how things are going anytime. That part that part hasn't changed.
0: Your in ring ability Before you got into tag team, who would you say was your toughest singles opponent? You can't say your tag team partner because that's too easy. Who would you say was your second toughest opponent?
2: Well, you took the words out of my mouth. If I can't say my tag team partner, i probably have to go with um, Will Huckabee. He definitely gave me a run for my money. He's definitely a tough, big old guy. I don't know if you guys know anything about Will Huckabee. He makes the rounds a lot over here on the East Coast. But um, he's de- he's definitely the t- he's the one, uh, that I I would think uh, started my career, uh, ra- rather than just training. He's the one who kind of took me above and beyond where I could be as a professional wrestler. It was definitely a tough match, one of the bloodiest matches I've been in. That's awesome.
1: Your uh I, How did and, uh, you link uh, up with your tag team partner? Was it? Well, who, I mean, whose idea was it for you guys to link up? Like, I mean, did you, were you guys opponents? And then you're like, man, you're a tough SOB. I think we'd be good together. Or, I mean, how did you guys sort of become a thing? And he is on the line. I just, you know, wanted to see what you said and maybe he'd hear it.
2: <laughs> well, the thing is, is that my tag team partner, uh, we actually went uh, – we were. We never really were on the same page. And then he wanted to be a professional wrestler. We, act- we So we started around the same time, and then uh, – we were always just very, very competitive with each other, and we realized that we have this homegrown hometown connection with each other. So why try and fight it? Let's just be a team. Why just try to kick each other's butts when we can kick the world's butt? That's awesome. I like it. So, uh,
1: if you want to get with this icon, if you want me to put him through, all
0: right, okay, I will go ahead and introduce him. Ready?
1: Here we go. Yes, Ladies sir. and gentlemen,
0: uh, we'll put we'll put uh, Marcus on hold, and we'll bring the other guest on. So. Ladies and gentlemen, our second combatant of the night, he gives new meaning to the word double G. Don't give him any grip because he will grip your ass. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Griff Garrison. Hey, Griff You're you? dang right, baby. I love that introduction.
3: Thank you very much for having me on. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to this. Let's do it.
0: Awesome. And we're going to, uh, we usually say this till the middle of the interview, but what we're going to do is we're going to do it now. <laughs> I had uh, sent you a script for uh, a line that we're going to have you do. We're going to go ahead and take care of that now, then we're going to interview you. Okay. All right, ready? I'll catch you up from five, four, three, two, one. Hey, this is the machine, Griff Garrison, and you're listening
3: to the Attitude Era live with the host, the icon, the big swing, Granny Hulkster, and the legend, Pretty Boy, Doug Masters.
0: Awesome. So, now that uh, we got that out of the way, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to have you give us a little background about yourself, and then we're going to ask you the questions, and we have about 15 minutes here with you, and then we'll bring you guys both on, and then we can go back and forth that way. So, give us a little background about yourself, and we'll uh, ask you some questions. Um,
3: well, I've been in the pro wrestling business uh, roughly two and a half years, and I've always grown up watching professional wrestling it's always something that i've admired and something i've always really wanted to do i just didn't know i just didn't know how so one day after i graduated high school i looked up pro wrestling schools in uh, around me and then i found one but um before that in high school i played football, basketball and baseball i was always busy i just uh i stayed busy with sports and now i'm a full-time college student
0: and uh i guess uh both you and uh you know, you and Marcus and you, you and Marcus are both uh, going to college full time. So let me ask you this: Who's doing whose homework there?
1: <laughs>
3: well, we actually were just—I was helping him with some of his economics homework just a second ago before we called in. So,
1: well, how is it now? How <laughs> is it with with the popularity? Like, how is it with the ladies knowing that not only are you guys, you know, physically fit dudes in college, but you're also professional wrestlers I mean that probably helps out a little bit right
3: I guess you could say that I mean uh we're I mean he's yeah he we're studs I guess but uh I mean we we each have our um our own sort of I don't know how you would say it but I mean we kind of yeah we're we're good with the ladies let's just keep it at that I'm just gonna keep it at that
0: well, you know, I was gonna I was gonna say, you know, if you guys need any uh, if you guys need any tips on how to pick up chicks, all you gotta do is ask the icon because he's quite the ladies man himself. So, you know, I can oh, always yeah. uh, I can always give you guys uh, some tips on that. So, basically, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna ask you basically the same questions I asked uh, your partner, and then uh, when you guys are both on, then we're gonna ask you the tough questions. Okay, we're gonna see if we uh. can't
1: uh, get you
0: guys to break up, and then have one of you guys tag with me. So. <laughs> when you wrestle, uh, are you uh, are you a high flyer like Rey Mysterio? Are you a technical wrestler like Bret the Hitman Hart? Or do you got that grunty kick-ass style like Stone Cold Steve Austin? Well,
3: I uh, I used to be, when I was a heel when I first started out, I feel like I had the Stone Cold edge. Like I, I came out and I just kicked ass and I didn't care who was in my way. You were just getting to get your ass kicked. But now I feel like I'm more of the – a laid back type to, I'm trying to work towards being more technical now because I'm in a tag team and we're trying to learn how to uh, learn uh, tag team psychology and everything so we can uh, produce more wins as a team
0: and when you're, when you're out there wrestling before you uh, became of the tag team what different uh, singles titles did you win or did you not win any
3: Um, I won two different titles for, um, Firestar Pro Wrestling, the home promotion that I'm based out of. I won the Zone 1 Platinum Championship for that, um, company, and I also won the Firestar Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Championship. I'm a two-time champion at that, uh, might I add. But, uh, I beat Austin Theory for my first title, and then I beat, uh, Marcus Cross for the, uh, my second reign, which is still currently going on. And
0: as a, as a tag team, you know, you you know you basically you know uh, have each other's back and whatnot. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. But as a singles competitor, you know you you know you basically had control to match the way that you wanted to. Getting it, you know, as far as tag team, you know you you know you and your partner kind of control things. What was your way of uh, controlling the match when you were as a singles competitor?
3: Well, when I was a singles competitor, I um, I was typically the, the heel and the bad guy, but uh, I always like to just slow the matches down and just wear down my opponent and just break them down limb by limb because that's just how I feel like you just get the job done. You break them down limb by limb, they can't stand up, they can't use any of their – body to manipulate you and
0: get you down, and that's how you win. And we just mentioned uh, this before cause, and I'm not going to let you do it either because you can't say your tag team partner because that'd be too easy. Who would you say was your all-time toughest compo- opponent not component, opponent Not that was not your tag team partner?
3: Um, I would definitely have to say Austin Theory. Uh, he pushed me to my limits, and I did come out on top, but not without a fight. I mean, I'll never forget that match it was It was about twenty five minutes of just non stop action and we were just going and going and going and uh eventually, I came out on top, but not without a fight, like I said, so I have to give the credit to him. He was probably other than my tag team partner, my toughest opponent.
0: big swing what do you got?
1: See every time I do that well, he's I was. Over there. Well, no, I, I was muted again because, like I said, I got a lot of other stuff going on. My phone keeps dinging and stuff, and it's just not good, uh, not good on the airwaves to have a bounce coming up. But, um, no, well, I, I guess really the same thing that I would ask your partner was, like, how did you get into the wrestling game? How, how, how was this like, – like, did you have any influences? Or I mean, I know he had ties in the wrestling game. He explained that to us. He had ties uh, with family and, and Eddie Guerrero and all those – um but, but but what was your path? what was your journey to get there?
3: Well, unlike him, I didn't really have any ties to professional wrestling. I was just one of those kids that grew up with had that had all the action figures and watched it constantly. but I eventually, one year for Christmas, I remember I got a trampoline and I put it down in my yard and i moved I moved to a different neighborhood around I don't know seventh or eighth grade. I was back in middle school. And I was wrestling with a couple guys, a couple twins down the road, and um, Marcus actually came down on a bike and saw that we were wrestling and said, hey, do you mind if I join? So we just started wrestling on the trampoline. I mean, we started doing that, and we continued that all the way pretty much till we still do it now sometimes. So, I mean, we got different backyard videos of us wrestling and everything. And so one night we just, um, after we graduated high school, one night we were like, let's just do this for real. And so, like I said earlier, we looked up uh, wrestling schools in Greensboro, and then it's just pretty much taken off from there.
0: And I'm going to ask you the same question I asked your tag team partner as well. Uh, We have have, uh, Griff Garrison with us. Uh, We have about five minutes left here before uh, we bring the tag team together. We reunite them. If the WWE were to call you and offer you a contract, offer you a nice million-dollar salary, And, you know, when you get to the WWE, they control all aspects of your life. They say you can do this, you can't do that. You can't talk to them, you can talk to them, you got to go here, you can't go there, this and that. But as an independent, you control all aspects of your life. You do what you want. Now, if they were to call you, two-part question, is that something that you want to do? Would you rather stay independent? And the second part is, if you do get to the big time, would you not big time us and still be our friend and still talk to us?
3: Well, for the first part of your question, if if WWE were to call me, um, I'd probably run the contract by uh, my agent, Bill Barrens, and um, see what he has to say about it. But if it was just left up to me personally, I don't think I would, just because not at the moment, just because I'm only 20 years old and I still want to do a lot of stuff and I don't really want to be tied down yet, and I kind of want to see where I can go. Um, with Marcus and myself. And at the moment, we're actually pursuing Ring of Honor. So I think he mentioned we've done TV tapings and also the YouTube matches for them. So that would be the current, that's the current goal right now.
0: And the second part of the question?
3: I would never, no. I would always be able to talk to you guys. I'd love to be on the podcast whenever y'all wanted us to.
0: Awesome. So being going from singles to tag team what what is the transition like
3: it's difficult i mean it it was I could see how it's difficult, but for us it was easier because we had that connection and we um are so used to each other like we've wrestled like I said on the trampoline for countless years and it's just like once we got together as a tag team, we already kind of knew which was like which the or what the other person was going to do. So it was just like, it just, it kind of just came naturally to us.
1: Do you, and, do, do either of you guys have uh singles, you know, singles accomplishments, singles titles, you know, wins, whatever, uh, signature wins, whatever it may be, or has most of your success come as a tag team? Um,
3: well, like I mentioned earlier, we both won the Firestar Pro Wrestling Heavyweight title in Greensboro, but we are currently holding two tag team titles in um Ooh, of Georgia. Wow. We're holding the Anarchy okay. tag team titles in uh, Cornelia, Georgia, and the Southern Fried tag team titles out of Monroe, Georgia.
1: So, That's yeah, cool. I mean, That's we, awesome. we are,
3: yeah, it's fun. It's awesome.
0: So being in the being in the wrestling business, you know, you mentioned how you got into it and how you how you how you loved it since you were a kid and you did the backyard wrestling and the trampoline thing which is really cool. But did you ever uh you know when you decided that you're going to do this and you know like you were wrestling in the backyard, did you uh that, did did your parents ever say uh really don't want you to do that can't you like be a like a mechanic or something well my parents they've always
3: been supportive supportive of me no matter what so the day I told them I wanted to be a professional wrestler they were behind it and they supported me 100% because they've always grown up watching it with me and they've always been intrigued because I was intrigued with it so once I told them that I want to do it they were behind me 100% still are to this day
0: and do you guys uh, do, you, uh, do you guys do a lot of travel, or do you guys just stay in uh, around the the Queen City there? Uh, we go all up and down the East Coast.
3: Like we've been all the way up to what Pennsylvania, and then we've been down all the way to Georgia. Um, we're actually going out of the country in t- in a couple months, which will be exciting. So we're looking forward to that. So hopefully we can expand out west more. As time goes on, maybe hit California, go up north to New York, Chicago. so there's a lot of great promotions over there up in there, so hopefully we'll be able to expand our limits, but time will tell.
0: Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what big swing. Here's what we're gonna do. let's uh go ahead and bring uh Marcus back on, and then I'm going to uh, go ahead and give them an introduction. Uh, as a tag okay. team and then we're going to have them cut a promo for us as a tag team this, this is going to be really fun I, I kind of like this uh, little deal so yeah, we're going to do that
1: well it's funny you um, you mentioned uh, tag teams it's just like an ironic timing situation because on Raw spoiler alert by the way uh, the Revival just won the Raw tag team titles so it's kind of funny that uh, there was a tag team title change and we're talking to a tag team it's just that that never happens anyway continue
0: well, yeah. If you want to go ahead and uh, bring them on, then uh, I'll, we'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and introduce them.
1: They're yeah. they're both on. They've been on. All
0: right, ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle together this time. When you want to talk about up and coming tag teams, there's only one page in the book you need to turn to, and when you turn the book to the tag team extraordinaires you will see these guys' picture next to that title. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I give you the man in the machine, M&M. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Yeah, yeah.
2: What's going on? Put your hands up. Put your hands up. Put your hands up. What's up, guys?
0: Put your hands in the air just like you don't care. So here's how we're going to do this. Uh, And we're going to go ahead and do this. Now, I want you guys – you guys both have the script. I'm going to have you guys cut a promo as a tag team. You uh, you guys will uh, – if you guys can do it in sync together, that would be cool. If not, just have one of you say uh, part of your name, the other say the other part of your name, and then say we're this, and then we'll do it, okay? We'll give it a shot. We have to do a couple takes. We'll try it, but we'll see what
2: happens, okay? You want us to read the script you gave us, or you want us to do a promo? Well, you guys
0: can do a promo. That's fine. I'll count you down for right. five,
2: then we'll go ahead and do it. All right,
0: here we go. Ready? 5, 4, 3, 2, 1.
3: Hey, yo, so this is the master, Marcus Cross. And this is the machine, Griff Garrison. And what's up? You're listening to the Attitude Era. Live with your host, the icon, the big swing, Granny Hulkster, and the legend, Pretty, pretty Boy Doug
2: Masters. Now, if you're not down with that, if you don't want to put your hands up, well, then too bad. They're going up anyway. Or otherwise, you're going down on the map for the one, two, three, brother.
0: Now, that was awesome.
2: That, hey, Big Swing, was
0: that not awesome or what?
1: That was pretty awesome, I, I have to admit. that was. Uh, I Like I said, we don't have tag teams on very often. The last one we had was Baltimore Blondes. So we – um. And I don't get to hear the double, but they didn't even do the double. I mean, these guys were switching in and out, and and they were. they one was saying one thing, one was saying the other. It was it was all fluid. It was it was great. Yeah. no, I'm I'm definitely, and I think that'll really draw in listeners too because I don't know if they knew this, but we are syndicated on an FM station up here in New York. So after all the sports stuff is over with, the show gets replayed, and uh I, and you know that tag gets used throughout the week on other shows so like when they're promoting our show they'll say hey they have so and so on tonight the tag that we record uh on the live show will then be played all week in commercial spots throughout the week too so it's it's a good little promotion for for everybody involved
0: so you know, we mentioned that, that you, we we mentioned that uh, you guys uh are in college i gotta ask you this what are you guys taking in college? What 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 are you uh, what are you guys going to school for? Besides being um, educated. <laughs> well, I'm uh,
3: I'm getting my degree. Uh, I'm double majoring in education and history. Um, so I've always wanted to be a football coach and a teacher of history. So if this whole wrestling thing doesn't work out, that's kind of my backup plan. So I'm taking a lot of education courses and
2: history courses at the moment. And this is Marcus Cross. Um, I was going to get my degree in criminology, but that takes a lot of Spanish. And even though I'm from El Paso, Texas, Texas, I suck at Spanish. So I'm actually changing my major to business because I figure in this industry you might as well treat yourself like a business, and I should get as much information to help me as possible, help us as possible. Well, you know,
0: it's funny. Uh, I went to college for two terms, Bush's and Clinton's. And um, uh, people thought I was going there to be an o- astronaut because all I took up was space, but that's another story, which is probably why I'm
1: doing this podcast <laughs> right now. But
0: how many? Uh, I Icon, Out
1: of that? all the corny jokes, out of all the corny jokes you've ever said on this show, that was probably the best. That was probably the best one, hands down. That was good. You can put that one back in the archive, put it back in the hole through the arsenal, and use it again. That, that was a good one
2: yeah bring it up later awesome
1: yeah it's at some <laughs> point right. that was good
0: so wh- how do you guys balance uh you know college and training and classes and matches
2: how do you guys balance that well for me personally um because I go to school early in the morning my classes start at 8 a.m and I'll go till about 2 and then I start work at two thirty. so I only got about 30 minutes to grab lunch, go to work. And then at work, I teach martial arts classes until 9.30 at night. I teach, like, all age groups. And then after that, I go home, do homework from the classes. And on uh, on the weekends is total like, starting, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, is all dedicated to wrestling, training, study, uh, you know, going out, doing shows, promotions, stuff like that. Even I try to get to shows with a set-up ring. A few hours before even the doors open, so that I can practice in the setup ring with Griff, uh, so that we get you know some practice that week. So very tight schedule for me at least. Yeah, hey, Griff, same what's for your me. Schedule uh, like? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I
3: have classes, but they're like ones in the morning, ones in the afternoon, ones in the evening, and it just kind of fluctuates all week. So <clears throat> I like to keep an agenda. Like, I have to. I have a daily planner, so like when I can when i go to class, when i go work out, when i do homework, when i have to go to my internship, that sort of thing. cuz if i didn't have that agenda, i'd be all sorts of messed up. Um but i'm i'm the same way. Uh Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is strictly dedicated towards wrestling. I like watching uh training videos. Um like the uh like Marcus said, i like getting there early so we can uh practice in the ring
2: together.
0: Now, do you guys ever
2: have any classes together? In high school we had some classes together. We about started a few fights.
0: So oh, so you don't have any college classes together then.
2: No, we go to we actually go to different colleges.
0: <clears throat> oh, okay. So okay. One of so the, I was going to say, you know, if you guys views, go to the same, do what? Because I was going to I was going to say if you guys go to the same have the same classes, I mean that would be kind of cool because uh you can uh, you know, do each other's homework which would be really really cool, you know. I I I'd love to have that kind of
2: advantage, you know. Well, I mean, we definitely help each other help each other out as much as we can, but we definitely did in high school. In high school we had a lot of classes together, but um uh we would get a little rambunctious. <laughs>
3: yeah, we would never we would uh we would have laptops in class in high school and we would just instead of doing homework, we would just look up wrestling videos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And you know you guys mentioned that, that you guys used to uh you guys used to have a lot of battles against each other. What was your guys's toughest match against each other if 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 you guys remember the date the venue what happened? Tell us about it
3: um I think we had a we had a, a whole thing where um Marcus was the heel and I was the baby face because I had just gotten uh back off of crutches, and so one of my first matches back was the 30-minute
2: Ironman match. I might have taken it a little bit too far with the competitiveness. I kicked him when he was still on crutches. He kicked so my that, crutches. That off, was yeah. my bad. I felt bad. That might have attributed to us forming a tag team later, but yes, in Retribution, he did come back and kick my ass in a 30-minute Ironman match.
3: That's very true. Yeah, we went to overtime, and then I hit the, hit the uh, MFS, as I like to call it, and uh Won my title back.
0: Now you mentioned that you know you kicked him when he was on Crutches, which is you know which is actually a move that the icon kind of loves because you know it, it's it's funny. It's not the the first time that that was ever done. I don't know if you guys are, are res, wrestling historians like I am because I'm kind of old school. I'm kind of an older guy. Um, I actually have double age on you guys, which doesn't really matter, but I figured I'd say it anyway. But. The I remember when uh it was um um Roddy Roddy Piper with Virgil in his oh, corner nice. and he was on crutches and the million dollar man uh kicked him when he had when he had his crutches on. Was it something like that or did you uh, give some warning before you came after him or did you take him from behind or did you go head to head and said, Here I come? Well,
3: I had to relinquish the same t- the title the same night that he won the, that he won it because um, I was on crutches so I gave it up. They had a whole tournament and then t- at the end of it he beat Will Huckabee and then I came in to
2: give him the title to award him the Bad Blood. It was kind of like a show of respect, but I wasn't having it. And then I gave him the
3: title, I awarded it to him.
2: I turned around to get out of the
3: ring. He kicked the crutch out. And I was in a lot of pain because I was still. That was back
0: when I was still in a cast too. Well, that 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 that's just major sneakiness, and I kind of like that. So let me ask you this: How many years were you each single before you guys joined up, forces?
2: We were single for probably about a year and a half. So I say we feuded. That's why we had so many matches against each other because we feuded on and off for so long. Even our very first. Ring of Honor appearance, we took our feud um, to one of their YouTube matches. So, now all we do is tag team stuff, but our first feud lasted, you know, a good uh, year and a half. We had no disqualification matches, submission matches, a pie-in-the-face match. Um, Yeah, we wrestled on Ring of Honor, 30-minute Ironman match, gauntlet matches. It was ridiculous how, and nobody ever got bored of it. People love watching us kick ass.
0: Now, now, here's here's a question I have, uh, and I'll have each one of you guys uh, answer it. Then you guys can answer the question together. We all know, as a wrestler, everybody has a great finisher. Uh, Marcus, I'll have you say yours first. Tell us what is called and what goes into it. And then, Griff, I'll have you tell us what yours is called and what goes into it. And then you guys can tell us
2: what your group finishing move is. I haven't utilized any of my... Singles finishers in a while because we've kind of found ways to incorporate both of our abilities into tag team uh, finishing maneuvers. But when I was a singles competitor, um, I would probably I would finish most of my matches out of nowhere with a quick Spanish Fly. That was probably my go-to. Like someone come off the ropes, hit a clothesline, I'd snap them real quick with a Spanish Fly. I'd say it's the equivalent to like a quick out of nowhere roll-up, but you're actually flipping them over and bumping them. They're discombobulated. So, and then you can get the one, two, three real quick. It's not something like where it's huge and impactful, like an RKO or an attitude adjustment, but it's real quick. It's a fast snap. You get them knocked out of their senses and you can get a quick one, two, three. Griff, same question. And,
3: And for myself, uh, I use a finisher called the MFS. I'm still trying to come up with what that means. I'm thinking machine something, something, but the letters just kind of rolled off the tongue. And what that entails is uh, it's a half-Nelson pump-handle driver. And I don't forget the leg drop. Yeah, that's true. I also come down with a a leg drop. So (laughs) when I flip them over, I land on my butt, they land on their back, and I come down and give them a leg drop on the face too, right into a pinning combination.
0: And you said it's the M S F, the M F S, the M F S. Well, I'll tell you what. Yeah, we got uh, we got about fifteen minutes here left with you guys. I'll try and think of a, a way to use that because I, I I'm I'm great with acronyms. But anyway, so what is your guys' group finisher?
2: Well, one of my favorite. Uh, I w- I wouldn't call this one necessarily a finisher, but we call it skywalking, pretty much if Griff slams a guy down, uh, he tags me in, but he'll hold the guy up, tag me in. And before I can even come, so he'll slam the guy while I'm climbing to the top rope. All he does is cross his arms and I'll step off of his arms for an extra boost, which launches me way higher than even the top turnbuckle because I'm only 160 pounds and Griff's, you know the two hundred and thirty pound beast, and so he'll launch me high up into the air and I'll just come down with the elbow drop. We haven't finished a lot of matches with it, but that's one of my favorite moves, and I'll let Griff tell you about our real finisher yeah
3: our real finisher is uh called the Goodman bomb, so what happens is i um it's like a pop power bomb, but before I do the power bomb part, uh Marcus comes off the ropes with a disaster kick right into the power bomb and the reason behind the name is because that's uh Larry Goodman, he's a uh, he's a writer down there in Georgia, and he writes about all the uh, and re- writes and reviews about all the independent shows down there. And so, we just kind of stole his last name and added "bomb" to the end of it, and it's been fluent ever since.
0: And what is your what is your guys's favorite thing about uh, tag, tagging together, being a team?
2: I love putting my hands up. I for me, coming out to the ring is a party. Like, I just love going out, seeing the crowd, getting energy from them and giving them energy back. And, my and you know, we go back to high school days, and I'm pretty sure you remember what high school was like. So uh, we, get, we get rowdy and rambunctious together, and that's just our attitude as a tag team, get rowdy, rambunctious, and get the crowd hyped up in the same way. And for me, I like
3: doing the same thing, but I think – the main thing for me is that we complement each other. He's the high flying guy that is very agile, and I'm the big machine muscle guy who just throws people around. So we make up for each other, and I think that's what makes us
0: one. And you guys, uh, you know, I usually joke around when I ask this question, but uh, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it in a in a you know in a serious sense, kind of like a joking sense. Now, is there one of you that has, uh, uh, skills in, uh, in one area compared to the other, like, one of you is a better high flyer, one of you is a better technical, uh, or is about the
2: same? Well, definitely for me, I'd say I, cause I can do all the flippity, doodah, kicky, go all over the place. some, you know, big ball of lightning, just kind of running all over the place and, uh, I definitely say Griff is the powerhouse. He'll pick me up and throw me onto other people if it, you know, to get if the job ne- done.
3: Yeah, if, if that's necessary, that's what that's what I gotta do. So pretty
2: fun. I just I like throwing him around onto other people almost as much as I like throwing our opponents around. <laughs> pretty much. If you go to the gym with us, you can kind of get an idea because he's the one over there bench pressing three hundred and fifteen pounds, you know, like it's nothing, and I'm 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 doing abs and I'm you know, hitting the punching bag and I'm on the treadmill. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's true. Uh,
0: Master and Machine is our guest. We have about fifteen minutes in here with you. Mm-hmm. And uh hopefully yeah. um our our guest at uh, ten fifteen gets confirmed but I, I'm gonna ask you guys a favor. Oh, and, and that's for
1: everybody know, listening start, in New York, eleven fifteen Eastern time, by the way, if you are listening over here in right, New York.
0: Right, and uh yes. I, I know that uh we can stretch this out, but if uh if for some reason our guest is later, or whatnot, can you guys stick with us until uh they do show up? Yeah, man, no problem. Absolutely. So, well then I'm gonna ask you guys for this favor. Because, you know, the icon did make a collector's card for both of you guys, and uh, also a tag team collector's card. I, I got to know, oh, personally, what you guys thought of those. I mean, if you, I want you to be honest. If you, if you didn't like them, lie, but I'd rather have you be honest. What, what did you guys think of them? The collector's card?
2: I don't know if I saw it. You didn't see it? Let me see. Oh, is it this I assume- cargo thing?
0: Yeah, I sent one to each of you guys.
2: Oh, well, let me see.
1: Where is she? Be glad
0: you don't know. I don't think I know. Well, what I can... Well, I, I get...
1: Uh,
0: uh So, who who didn't see it? Marcus, didn't you see it, or uh, Griff, didn't you see
1: yours? I don't, I don't think I see mine
0: either. I haven't seen mine. All right. Well then what I'll do then is I'll, uh, I'll I'll, I'll go ahead and resend them right now to you guys. And then, um, uh, we'll go, go from ahead. there. But, uh, what I was going to ask you guys is, uh, you know, we got a, we got a big, uh, giveaway show that we got coming up that we want to do. And, uh, we're kind of hoping that uh, you guys might be willing to, uh, send us some autographs, uh, for giveaways, uh, would you guys would you want to do that? Maybe some uh, singles autographs and some tag team autographs, too?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I have your address, right?
0: Yeah, I, I sent said, I said it to both you guys. I don't know if uh, it would be easier for you guys to send everything together or separately. I don't know what works out best for you. But. We'll probably
2: we'll just send it all together in one, one one. Okay, so.
0: All right, so, uh, so Griff, I'm going, send, uh, the card. I'm going to
2: send your card first,
0: and you tell me what you think, then Marcus will send yours. Yeah, I think, I think now that I see that again, I think I've seen it before. That's really cool. I like that a lot. And, uh, Marcus, you like yours, too, right? I mean, i a the new major, great major today. Oh, that's oh, awesome. that's,
2: cool. That's, cool. that's really cool. Okay, yeah, he tries really to design them. Well.
1: He he tries to design them like uh one of those old school like vintage baseball cards, like a Pete Rose type of card or yeah. something like that. Yeah, you I get you have like the old wood look. Yeah, it's pretty cool.
3: I like the tag team one too. The Master Machine. That's that mm-hmm. that one's cool. That's really well, you good. know,
0: I'll tell you, you know what I like most about that, uh, the, the card, uh, and for those of you guys, uh, don't know, uh, what these guys look like, uh, uh, Griff, uh, now, now don't get offended by this, but to me, Griff kind of looks like Cody Rhodes in a way. Hey, I'm and, not offended by that. <laughs> and, uh. Uh Marcus, uh with his uh with his long blonde locks, you know, he, he kinda reminds you of like uh pretty boy Doug Masters with his with his blonde hair and uh you know in a way he's kinda like a uh a young version of Shawn Michaels, uh per se.
2: Thanks, man. I dig it.
0: Yeah, that's a great those are great compliments. You're just
2: buttering right. this
0: up, man. See, that that's the thing, you know, when you when you have a guy like me that looks like Mick Foley and Silent Bob, I mean, you know, you can tell I'm screwed, you know. Uh. So, well, I'll tell you what, guys. You know, that, that's, that's friends not friends. too
1: far from the truth. That kind of is um, a, a good, a good uh, you know, comparison. I, I, I don't think necessarily Mick Foley anymore, Icon, because you let your hair grow a little bit, and he, he hasn't had long hair in quite some time, but uh, yeah, I, I could definitely see the comparison between the two.
0: Uh, Master Machine is our guest. We have about eleven minutes here left with you. So tell us, guys, you, uh, how often do you guys wrestle? Uh, is it once a week, uh, twice a month, once a month, once every couple months? How often do you guys uh, get out in the ring? We
2: we usually wrestle about an average of two times a week, but sometimes even up to three times a week. Yeah, we're we're trying to accept as many bookings as possible.
0: Uh, speaking of bookings, when is uh, your guys' next one? Where is it? Uh, what's the venue? Uh, how can fans get uh, that are listening get tickets uh, to come see you guys?
3: Um, our next uh, match is this weekend in Monroe, Georgia, at the Boys and Girls Club. Um, if you want to get tickets, you can go to, what, com or visit their Facebook page. And um, that's a no disqualification match for the Southern Fried Tag Team uh, Titles against the Uprising, Johnny Nix and David Ali.
0: And have you guys wrestled them before? We have.
2: This will actually be our what third time wrestling them? Yeah, this is our third time wrestling them. They they're just a bunch of cheaters. They they like. And what is the they're... record? Oh, it's us. It's we're up to nothing. Mm-hmm we beat them twice and they just decided oh. to throw a, a, a little hissy fit. And they're like, well, we're going to beat them up. And we're like, okay, let's make a no DQ. And we're going to put them down once and for all.
0: Well, and here's the deal guys. Uh, and, uh, our, our fans are, I'm sure they were waiting for this update, but well, we have, we have a perfect record here on uh, attitude era live slash off the ropes. When we started for all the guests that we've had on that have, uh, Either held titles or defended their titles or went after titles. Uh, we are now four hundred eighty and zero. That's so, amazing! That's incredible! You guys cannot let us down.
3: We will not. We will not let you down. That's a guarantee. No pressure.
0: No pressure.
3: <laughs>
2: but, but you
0: can. You can. You can't let us down.
2: Don't worry, so, bro. I you chalk it up to a victory right now. <laughs> so,
0: that that match you said was when?
3: This Saturday.
0: And you In guys Monroe also have a matches again on Friday or is it Sunday?
2: This weekend. Or do you just have one coming up. Is Fire is Firestar? Oh no, we're actually Normally, we wrestle in uh, North Carolina on Fridays, but we're, I think we're going to be off this Friday because they're going to have uh, one of their future future, future. future fire shows yeah. where they try to showcase more up-and-coming talent rather than their established guys. So we're actually going to get this Friday off. We might go and be like commentators or announcers or something uh, or just give words of wisdom to guys in the back, but I think we're only booked for one match this week. When you have a no-disqualification match, it's good to not – you know, overdo it. Yeah.
0: And then when you guys are, you know, as a as a tag team and, you know, you know you mentioned that you've you've wrestled uh the these clowns before. I'm going to call them clowns because they sound like a bunch of cheaters like the New Orleans Saints. Of course, I'm not going to get real with that, Ooh. but we'll, we'll 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 talk about that later, but the when you guys say you wrestle, you find out that you guys are going to be wrestling a new tag team that you've never heard of and you've never seen before, do you try and find film on them, uh, footage on them, or do you try and go to uh, a match that they're at so you kind of see how they tick and how they work the ring? Well,
3: whenever we find out we're wrestling a new tag team, we always, me and Marcus, try to get together and watch at least two or three of their different matches to see how they work and see how they... um, Ac- uh, accommodate each other in the ring.
2: What do you think? Definitely, I think research. Research is one of the most important things uh, to research to see how to improve yourself and make yourself better. You need to research your opponents. That way, you know uh, what to expect, what's coming, what are they doing. So definitely, research all the time. We're you know, especially when we have long car rides, that's all we do is research because we'll, we're hours and hours in between towns. So we'll just research matches especially if it's someone we've never wrestled before you know and speaking of you know long car rides you know you guys mentioned uh
0: you know that you're in uh, north carolina now do you guys uh plan on wanting to branch out like maybe get up to like the midwest where i'm at or get out to new york where big swing is at or you know like uh granny hawks you know she's out there in uh, uh arkansas you know, she has a great little promo she does wrestling with a cause. It, would you guys ever want to travel uh, that far out, or do you guys want to stay, you know, as as close to your home base as you can?
2: Now, I want to travel the world. You gotta, you gotta, because like we're pretty, we're uh, already booked to go to Cabo, Mexico, at the end of April, and Las Vegas at the end of May. So traveling is no stranger to us. It's just a matter of getting where we need to go and making sure. Uh, times match up that we can make that possible, but no, nah, I'm no stranger to wanting or having that desire of traveling the world, and I believe Griff's the same way. Yeah, I'd rather kick
3: booty all over the world instead of just in one spot. So,
2: getting you know, to be being able to kick
3: booty all over the world and seeing different sites with uh with my best friend and tag team partner
2: is a dream come true. So.
0: Now, one thing I would like when, when you guys say you're going to you're going to Mexico.
2: Yeah, we're gonna to go to Mexico at the end of April. April, and I actually just got my passport for it. So,
0: well, here's here's what I'd like to do, guys. Uh, we would like to have you guys on again, and I'm just trying to find uh, when my next opening is because we uh we're I'm like booked all the way up till oh. September right now. Uh, but let me see if I got an open date because I'd like to get you guys back on again. And then i'll give you guys a, 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 a another promo uh you mentioned you're going to mexico i i got i got a couple of cool one liners from mexico that i like to use it's it's kind of cool so we'll we'll do that but um right. let's see would you guys can we get you guys back on uh and of course i'll do like i did before send you guys a reminder uh you know the week before and the day of. but uh can we get you guys back on uh august uh nineteenth at nine forty
2: five? Like the time that we just did now?
0: Yeah.
2: Um, you know what, let's let's go ahead and say that we can do that now. But yeah, sure. okay. you know, we'll definitely have to look at at the reminder later. But definitely I I love talking to you guys. Yeah, this has been fun. Let's do it.
0: All right. Yeah, so the promo will be uh
2: something like, ladies and
0: gentlemen. The take team that goes to Mexico and drinks the water, or <laughs> oh, they won't make
3: it to the ring. They won't make it to the ring. Yeah,
0: yeah. look, I, I, I've been to Mexico. Trust me, bring bottled water with you. Don't drink the water. Don't brush your That's teeth the- with the water. Just, just stay away from the water. Okay, uh, we have uh, we have a friend of the show, Deb Gardner, who uh, was hospitalized out in Mexico. Uh, And I'm not saying it's the water, but it had something to do with it. But uh, uh, I I love you guys, so don't drink the water. Get bottled
1: water if you can.
2: Thanks, man. What is not in the water in Mexico? I know, right? Yeah.
1: What is not in the water in a lot of places? uh, I I mean, well, actually, I shouldn't say that because that that sounds a little biased. I mean, because you look at, like, Flint, (laughs) Michigan. Well, Look at, like, Flint, Michigan and things. I mean, look at the water. So... I just I can't necessarily say it's just Mexico. You know what, guys? If it's not in a bottle and you don't open the bottle, don't drink it. I don't care where you are. Thanks, bro.
2: Thanks for the advice. But man, y'all are booked up to September. Y'all stay busy. That's good business,
1: man. Yeah, we got um a lot of shows, and uh, we we do mostly independent uh, wrestlers that we talk to. But every once in a while, I mean, we've had uh, Icon. I I'm I'm getting old here. What are some of that? We've had Ken Shamrock, Buff Bagwell. Gilberg, DDP, Dan Severin, uh, Dan Severin um, yeah, I mean, a lot of guys, uh, Eugene, former WWE Eugene, Santino Morella, so we do get some some bigger names as well, but a lot of the times we like talking to the independent guys because we like to know how they sort of carve their path and how they're you know experiencing life in the wrestling business every day. Those other guys, they've been there, they've done that, they've put in their time, they've gotten their paychecks, and really, they're kind of just like, eh, all right, I'm talking about it now because I have to. You guys are so, you know, fresh, and everything's a new experience, and, and it, you know, you're still early on in your careers. And it's always fun to talk to the independent guys um, because, I guess, it's almost like NFL and college football. It's like, it's like, you know, there's still that pattern there. There's, you guys still care about it, really. So that's always fun.
0: And, and not to mention all the actors and actresses and, uh, that we've had on the show, too, in the past.
3: You hey, know. who knows?
2: Maybe it could lead us to an acting career. And yeah, then even would. when we're in Hollywood, we'll still come to the podcast. That'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be cool.
0: Well, let me, well, I don't, I know this may be overstepping my balance, but, you know, because the icon has been known to do that uh, more times than not, like 98% of the time. But if you guys make it out to Hollywood, <laughs> would you guys let me come out and hang with you for a couple of days?
2: Absolutely. Sure. Let's get margaritas and chill by the pool, bro. Yeah,
0: you you guys and you guys gotta promise you won't do like my relatives do. When I go to a family reunion, I hear this line all the time. Well I thought we weren't sending icon an invitation this year. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nah, bro. We'll we'll fly you out. We'll we'll invite everybody. The whole crew. Awesome. Hey, uh uh big swing, uh be
0: uh be checking the phone. Uh if she calls in, we'll we'll go to her, but we'll keep these guys on until
1: Yeah. Okay. No, Nothing's nothing's on yet. So we're yeah. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh,
0: let me uh, let me try and uh, get a hold of her real quick. If you wanna uh, if you wanna ask them a few questions uh, while I try and get a hold of her, uh, we'll do that. If not, we'll just keep uh, these guys on till uh,
1: the end of the show. Hey, like like, like I like I said I, I I'm not. I mean I am the boss, but I'm also not the boss. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm cool with whatever, man. If if you wanna keep them on, I mean they they've been cool guys about it and. You know, and everything. So, I mean, they're, they're, I will admit there are some people where where you're looking at the clock and you're going, "Oh, Jesus, can it be whatever time yet?" But these guys are not one of them. So, yeah, they're good. Well, I'm, I, I'm cool I, with whatever. Uh, I mean. Oh, look, Jurassic Park is on. What a sweet movie. Anyway, so guys, um, I, I gotta ask. Then I gotta ask. I'm sure you've you know you sparred before. You were, you know you said you used to wrestle on the trampoline all the time when you were younger and you know you guys um, both wrestled in high school and and you've been around each other. Who could kick who's ass here? Who who would win in a one on one between you two?
3: Me, Griff Garrison, the no, Machine,
2: Marcus, Cross, the Machine, Master. Griff Garrison. I have no. 14 years of martial arts experience, dude.
3: Hey, if I if, <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. If I get him down, he's done for.
2: No, you that's the thing. You're not gonna get me down.
3: I'll get him down. Don't no worry.
2: He has a titanium
3: <laughs> heel.
1: He's oh. see, see what I did there, you know, icon. I'm starting to plant the seed here. <laughs> He's trying to well, uh, destroy. Well, speaking of, of that, <laughs> let's kick his ass. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. The Icon. What were you okay. saying? You cut off, man. Oh, you good? Okay, you're well, back on.
0: Uh, okay. Well, uh, I I uh, I just found out some sad news. I just talked to our guest. And, uh, oh boy. I want to send out, I want to send out a well wishes to her mother. Okay.
1: Oh boy. Uh, she Slipped
0: and fell in their driveway and, uh, she had to be rushed to the hospital. So that's a little more important than being on our podcast right now.
1: Uh, I would, so, uh, I would say so. Yes. I would yeah, say so. Okay.
0: So, uh, we, uh, so do you guys uh, mind hanging with us for another uh, 25 minutes?
2: Well, the thing is, is I'm going to be honest with you guys. I got homework to do by midnight, so it might I might be able to do 10 or 15, but I have to go do homework. Well, is that all right? What,
0: let, let, I'll tell you what. Let me ask you guys a few more questions then. Uh, then uh, Big Swing and I will actually talk uh, talk about Monday Night Raw, which we haven't well, done. Well, yeah, before. we
1: there, there was a big, big twist at the end of Monday Night Raw. I, I, if anybody out there is listening, we are going to give you a spoiler, so you might want to just like mute your you know your your speakers or something after this. But I Big, big <laughs> twist the way that Raw ended. So can I get the? Spoilers? I'll tell you what it is.
2: I love spoilers. I like spoilers.
1: You well, want here, me to say here's now? here's my
0: question. Yeah. Well no, here here's my question guys. Uh I'm just kind of curious about this. Uh you know, teaching martial arts, uh now do you uh uh do you have to uh, have uh, the people that you teach sign a waiver and stuff saying that they won't use it for uh you know to do bad stuff or uh, and then if they do something like that, if they go and like beat up people and they say you trained them can you be held liable for that kind of stuff or is it not like that
2: well the way that it works within our organization is you have levels of certification and obviously the highest level of certification is a black belt and there have been cases where um i know one kid that earned his black belt and then he got really frustrated at his sister or something and then he actually hit his sister and we revoked his black belt like we're like no you you're stripped if you want to if you want to you know achieve that rank again you got to start back from a white belt so you you have levels of certification and once you like I actually I had to go through what I just tested for master I had to go through a process of um uh, you know, they say your hands and feet become like weapons, so you have to become uh, you have to go through a type of process, and you even have to uh, get a license. So I have a an actual photo ID from the Kukiwon, which is the world uh, Taekwondo headquarters in Seoul, South Korea, of that certified me as a fourth degree black belt with a picture know, and everything.
0: A follow-up question that, you know, you you know you mentioned that, you know, you strip them of Hold their on, status. Hold I on, I got them
1: under the other room for a second, and then I'll come back and give the spoiler. Give me one sec, though.
0: Okay. Well, you know, you mentioned that you strip of their status, but the thing is, they were already trained at that level. You know, how can, uh, how, how does stripping prevent them from using the skills that
2: they've already learned to get up to that level that they were stripped from? Well, pretty much just what the stripping of the certification does is it impedes them from competition, it impedes them from, you know, further promotions, you know, trying to gain that rank. Pretty much it impedes their training at a certain level. Yes, they have the skills that they've already acquired, but pretty much it's kind of like being disowned within the martial arts community. It's like if you use it for something you're not supposed to use, then uh it it impedes your training because if you are known as someone who has had Their certification revoked. No one's going to train you. It's going to be hard to train. It's it's going to be impossible to compete. So it impedes their what they would like to do as a martial artist. I mean, yeah, they're going to have the skills to like what go uh, cause trouble at a bar or something. But the life of a martial artist is going to be very difficult for them after that.
0: And the other thing is, you know, uh, you know, you heard, uh, you know, I've heard uh, people talk about. And I don't know if this is true or if this is a farce. I'll let you guys uh, touch on this a little bit. We have about six minutes left with you guys, and we'll let you guys do your homework. But And if you guys need help to do your homework, you don't want to call me because I know you want to pass the class, so I'll just throw that out there. But uh, <laughs> now, you know, is is it a farce when someone says that their, their hands and feet have to be re- are registered weapons? Is that a farce or is that something that is really true?
2: I haven't had to go through any process of registering them as a weapon, but like I said, I have to, I had to apply for a license that I guess is kind of similar, a license that proves I am capable of uh, being a martial artist. And I actually have like a picture ID, and it's in Korean, and it's certified from the World Taekwondo Headquarters. So um, I actually have a license that proves my ability to handle a situation with my hands and feet. Um, and I've I've been told that in the event of uh, a physical altercation, like in public, that it's uh, good enough to present, because you can use it as a form of credibility. Like, I didn't, like, say I get in trouble for beating someone up in public. I can use it as a form of credibility. Like, no, I've been trained. I know how to handle a situation. Uh, I was just using self-defense. Here's my, you know, black belt license. This is my you know, certification. I know how to handle the situation. Now, of course, that's a lot of, uh, you know, he, sh- uh, he said, she said, uh, but it off- it offers a level of authenticity to the martial artist. And
0: a uh, follow-up question on that, and it's, it's kind of really cool how you mentioned that, but uh, have, have, are you familiar with the, the movie Con Air? Have you
2: seen that? The movie what?
0: Con Air with Nicholas Cage. You know what? I haven't seen it. Okay, well, there's a there's a scene in there where you know he's uh, uh, he's leaving a bar with his wife, and uh, they he basically gets uh, ganged up on by three guys. One pulls a knife, and he basically takes his hand and shoves the guy's jaw up into his head and kills the guy. And uh, he has to go to court. And he ends up going to jail because he's not um, awarded the same kind of merit when he's provoked because he's trained as a deadly weapon through the military. So let me ask you this. If you were provoked and, like, in a bar or something, you got provoked in a guy and then you really injure the guy – does the same thing apply, or is that just Hollywood do that?
2: I feel like in the context of that situation, it would have been a lot of um, just drama to add to the story. But if someone pulls a knife on you, you can't be held you know, accountable for protecting yourself. A lot of what personally I've been trained in is um, – like if someone pulls a knife on me, I know specifically how to – uh disarm them i know specifically how there's even a move where you can uh like hold on to the knife as they're holding on to it uh and turn it on them which is a little bit more um bloody maneuver but uh you can't be held responsible for protecting yourself in the way that you've been trained how to especially if someone's threatening you like with a, a legit weapon
0: you know, and then do you, uh, you also like know like uh, a lot of like pressure points on the body? Like, you know, it's like uh, my brother-in-law is really good. At, like he knows like pressure points. Like if you'll, he can like push a pressure point and then you go down like, uh, you you know, you go down
2: like, uh, like, like that.
0: Do, do you know a lot of those or is that not something that's studied?
2: Yeah, The thing about pressure points is pressure points are good for not an intense situation. If, someone's getting a little bit rowdy and a little bit rambunctious before things escalate too far, a pressure point can be good for that situation. But when it comes to like blows and like, you know, there's grappling and you know, there's strikes being thrown, you have to, uh, pressure points might necessarily cut it. For one, adrenaline's pumping and a pressure point, you might need to send a little bit stronger message than, uh, you know, a pressure point, but also it's, they're very, um, peculiar like you have to hit a very specific point for it to be effective and it's kind of hard to do in the heat of the moment when things get too escalated if you can keep the calm about yourself when the tension starts to rise it's a good it's a good way to diffuse a situation but not if uh, tension begins to rise then you need uh we rely a lot more on joint manipulation like if someone punches you the way to turn the wrist turn the elbow turn the shoulder strike more mostly joints when it comes to like an escalated situation
0: and uh real quick here, then uh we'll let you guys go. Uh when you're um when you're when you're uh when you're uh doing your your martial art moves and whatnot, do you have like a, a favorite maneuver, whether it be a punch or a kick?
2: My favorite is to uh are you talking about okay, so there's two types of situations, like a defense situation, like in a physical altercation or like for sparring, like if I'm just you know doing the sport aspect with you know some guys that I train with, or if you're talking about a professional wrestling aspect, because I do a lot of that too in wrestling. Well, like uh,
0: like uh, a defense move. What is your favorite defense move, or can you or should you not tell me because people might be looking for a way to block it? Well, I'll we tell
2: enough. you. I I'll, hey, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a good one. A good one is called the upchagi. It's a basic uh, front kick. If you send it right to the knee, you what? The trick is to be looking into their eyes. You have to be looking in someone's eyes when you deliver a kick to the knee. That way, they don't see it coming. They're focused on your gaze. And then as soon as as soon as they go uh, move their hands to the point that hurts, you can pop them in the face. So a, a kick to the knee is honestly one of the most effective maneuvers. That's awesome.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, uh we'll let you guys go. I know you guys got
1: homework. Well too, I got but, uh did they want yeah. did they wanna hear the um they wanna hear the uh spoiler first or raw or, let's or do you guys wanna or... wanna watch it on your own? Huh? Yeah, let's hear the spoiler real quick. Let me grab it. Uh you ready? So basically what happens I I'm gonna I have an audio clip for you, but real quick, basically what happens is Becky Lynch did come back out. And uh, she did end up apologizing. It was kind of a tongue-in-cheek apology. She did say that she lost her temper and that she thought someone was trying to steal her, you know, dream from her. And and she and she, uh, she went out of control. And for that, she apologizes. She wouldn't shake their hands or anything, but she said, you know, yeah, it was me. It was on me. Blah blah blah. So, uh, uh what's his name there? Triple H said, you know what? You're all good in my book. Uh, congratulations, Becky, you're going to WrestleMania, alright, so now everybody's all happy, and Becky's like, that's it, she's like, yes, yeah. so all you had to do was apologize, you did, he's like, congratulations, you're going to WrestleMania, right? So, Becky gets all excited, and she starts talking crap about Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey comes out, Vince McMahon then comes out, the music then comes out, and he says, this has potential to be one of the best, um, you know, one of the best main events ever, and he says, uh, I'm, "I'm not going to have you guys do anything stupid beforehand." He goes, "But I don't trust that Becky Lynch does anything." He, he started to go on saying that Becky Lynch has a bad attitude, about how she says she's the man, about how she, you know, she thinks she's bigger than WWE. All this other stuff. Vince McMahon. This is Vince. This is after Triple H and Stephanie accepted the apology and said, "Okay, you're good to go. You're going to headline WrestleMania." Okay, so now she thinks she's going. Ms. McCain comes out and drops this bombshell tonight at the end of all. So,
0: you're not the man. I'm the man. Sometimes a man has to make tough decisions, okay? And here's one of them. Becky, you're suspended for 60 days. I'm not going to accept your apology. They may. I'm not, okay? Which means, let's see, that suspension runs out, oh, five days after this WrestleMania. We need someone to take your place, someone with charisma, someone with charm, someone who knows their lane and they stay in it. We need someone who's going to take Ronda to the limit. We need Charlotte Flair. Oh, wow.
1: All hail the queen. So, yeah, basically Charlotte Flair, yep. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, um, it doesn't say it in that clip, because I couldn't find... Because, uh, you know, Raw is so new um, off the air tonight, but at the end of the night, uh, Vince pissed off both of them. Not only did he take her out of the match, he her for every sixty days, then he said, and just like you're going to see as WrestleMania concludes, he goes, your replacement and after WrestleMania the new Raw Women's Champion Charlotte Flair, Vince holds her arm up. So, you know, I don't know, man. I don't know where they're going with it, but that was that was some attitude era type shit right there, and I, I like that. I like that a lot.
2: That's crazy. That's, That's ridiculous. Wild. Vince is a prick.
1: Yep, <laughs> he really is. Don't wait. Wait. I
2: hope he doesn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> edit that out. Edit that out. Edit that out. That million dollar contract won't come.
1: Nah, <laughs> uh, I'll just hit well, the drop you know,
2: one. Uh
0: Just think about this, guys. Uh Uh. You know, Vince might say, oh, they think I'm a prick. Well, I might have to hire those guys and let them say that to my face.
1: You hear that, Vince?
0: Call us up, Vince.
1: Yeah, but, but I can't. They're, they're, they're baby faces, though. They wouldn't say it to his face. Very true. Well, you know, I'll
0: no, tell I,
1: you I, what. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, Although, uh, actually, maybe they would, though, because Vince is kind of like the ultimate heel. So, I mean, who knows? They might. Bob. Uh, either way we should let them we, we should let them go though i know they got homework they're college kids i i was in college once i remember how that goes and you know on a weeknight it's always tough just for a saturday night screw it no but but it, it is monday so it is tough but it's up to, it's up to you thought. whatever you want to do
0: well no uh yeah we'll, we'll we'll cut them loose and then uh we'll just uh we'll just talk about some uh upcoming things and uh I appreciate you guys going on uh coming on with us and taking time out of your schedule and uh uh we are going to have you guys back on again and then uh if you can get those uh, autographs out to us. We sure would appreciate it. You guys are awesome and uh we can't wait to have you on again.
2: Thanks for having us. Thank you. It was a pleasure.
0: The Man and the Machine, ladies and gentlemen, M A M, they are the guys that will beat you down Kick you down. You ain't getting up after you've been in the ring with these guys. Thanks,
2: guys.
0: Have a good one.
1: So, what do you think about that twist that they just had at the end of the
0: Raw? I I don't know why they would do that, you know. I I really don't. Becky must actually be hurt.
1: You know what I'm saying? He must actually be hurt or is actually getting suspended. It's got to be one of the two.
0: Uh, I'm thinking I'm thinking
1: so yeah. Cuz you know she is walking be. a little gimpy with that knee. So it it's got to be it's got to be uh you know something to do with that because I mean why else would they do it? Right.
0: Well, you know, I'll tell you um real quick here. Uh well, you know, we got about what uh 20 minutes before they kick us off the air, but you mm-hmm. know uh I just want to let people know, you know, uh, they have confirmed. We got uh, uh, Kelly Topper next week. We have Katrina uh, uh, Shestak. We have Tiger Conway Jr., a WWE Mm. legend, is going to be on with us. Uh, And then a week after that, we got uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin's uh, ex-wife, Jeannie Williams. Uh, She's going to be on with Mm -hmm. us. Uh, Hey, get this. Uh, You're going to like this. Mm. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have uh Wonder Hussy on with us. Hmm. Okay. Can I give you a little background about can I give you a background about Wonder Hussie? Of course. Well what uh Wonder Hussy, what she likes to do is she likes to go to exotic locations and take pictures of herself not wearing any clothes. Okay. And uh that, that
1: sounds yeah. that sounds awesome. I mean what I mean, you're saying it like it's something that's going to shock me. That sounds awesome.
0: Right. And then, uh, you know, it's, it's great. Um, kind of like, you know, uh, on uh, Facebook Messenger, I was talking to some wrestlers, and here's what's interesting about uh, Wonder Hussy. And I said, is that your real name? I don't really want to call you. She said, yeah, you can call me that type of name. And I said, you know, what can I help you with? She says, uh would you uh, would you have uh, room for me on your podcast? Can I be on your show? Well, yeah. Of course, you know. So it's going to be I mean, be yeah, why, why, and, why not? Uh, the more the merrier. We're also going to have Roger Wilson on with us. Uh, nice. For those of you don't know uh, Roger Wilson, he was in the movies Porky's 1 and 2. Uh, he played uh, the redneck uh Jarvis. Uh he was the guy that got beat up by Porky, uh, which uh led them to go out and destroy his nightclub. So uh he's gonna be on with us talk about that. Uh how about this one? Diana Hart Smith. Uh that's uh of course uh Davey Boy Smith's uh widow. Uh she's gonna be on with us. Uh turning the page, uh Terry Perry is gonna be on here with us. Uh Terry Perry we have, uh, yeah, we're going to have uh, P.J. the Whip. Hmm. We're also going to have Mariah Prussia come back on with us. We're going to have Bill Dundee. How about Bill Dundee? That's going to be great. You ever heard of Bill Dundee? Uh, I have, actually, yes. Uh, we're going to have Larry Harkin on with us. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Larry Harkin was, uh, he was in the movie Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. He played Doobie, uh the cab driver. Uh, He was also in uh, Escape from Alcatraz. He played uh, Charlie Butts uh, in the movie. So uh, we're going to talk to him about that. Uh, Who else? Um, uh, Of course, Buff Bagwell and uh, Judy Bagwell, uh, of course. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Robin Hartle. Uh, she used to uh, be on uh, the Home Home Time uh, Home Repair and Improvement show with Dean Johnson. She also did all those uh, uh, little ladder commercials with uh, Richard Karn. Of course, he was Al Borland. Uh, she might be able to hook us up with him. We're gonna have Byron Cherry on with us. He was Coy Duke on the Dukes of Hazard. He was one of the replacement Dukes. Uh, he's gonna be on with us. And uh, she has rescheduled uh, Candy Milo. She's going to be on with us, and, uh, but we had to push it all the way back to June, unfortunately. And get this. This is one uh, I wish we could get on earlier, but her schedule doesn't allow, uh, allow it because, you know, she's booked all the way up. But we're going to have Calamity Kate. She is not only a wrestler, she's also a burlesque dancer. And when she comes out to the ring... She does in her little burlesque show As she comes out to the ring That That sounds sounds awesome Yeah
2: That
1: uh, does
0: Yeah if you uh, You're on Instagram aren't you I am Uh, If you go on Instagram uh, type in Calamity Kate You'll see uh, Calamity Kate okay You'll you'll see some of her videos And uh, it's going to be awesome
1: I'm definitely going to go look. Um for sure.
0: Yeah. You know, and also uh, go on Facebook and type in Wonder Hussy. Uh, and you uh you can see a lot more of her than you'd think uh
1: uh that you could hmm. see. Uh like for free?
0: <laughs>
1: for free, yeah. Uh shit. Oh shit. Okay. Well then that's cool. I'm definitely down for that, man. I mean, that's you know that's definitely not something that I'm going to uh pass up on the opportunity on. Uh real quick though, I did want to get this out because we did promise twice per show. And we did talk to the man in the machine for a long time. <laughs> Uh, once and, again, sharpshooter, sharpshooterfunding.com, the Hart family, uh doing their new thing outside the wrestling game. They're of the funding company. So check them out, sharpshooterfunding.com and uh go submit any any funds you need. See what I did there? <laughs> go right. submit for any funds that you need, and uh they'll take care of
0: you. Now and uh also for people that are listening to this are saying, Well geez, you know the only reason why the under uh the undertaker, I'm sorry. <laughs> The only reason why the icon is having her on is because, you know, he can see her naked. That has nothing to do with that. What it has to do with the fact that if someone wants to be on this show, no matter what they do, we let them on the show. You know, I mean, we're not just going to let any Tom, Dick, uh, Tom, Dick or Harry be on the show. But if, uh, you know, they're famous and they got followers and they want to talk to us and be on the show, we're going to let them be on the show. It, it it has nothing to do with the fact that I, I've seen her nude. It has nothing to do with that. So if people are thinking that, stop thinking that because that's Well, Icon,
1: let me do this because we've only got a couple minutes left to go, but I, I'm actually curious. I saw your post over the weekend about how somebody called in and said they love the show, which is amazing because we love when people – you know they, they either send us comments or, or Facebook or whatever it may be. A lot of people love the show. In fact, 99% of the people who listen to it love it. But there was somebody who, um, I guess, submitted something saying that Big Swing, Doug Williams, and the Granny Hoekster are great, but the icon sucks. You yeah. want to shed a little well, bit of light okay. on that?
0: Well, I, I, the first thing I want to say is, look, the icon is a lot of things, but sucks isn't one of them. Now, yeah, a- I hear you. Uh, you know, with the guy, with this individual, I thought I, I'm thinking was, was thinking is that I would get so ticked off, which I am, that I would uh, name drop the guy and uh, call him out. Well, here's the deal. Mm. I'm not going to name drop the guy, but I am going to call him out. You know who you are. You are listening to the show. I know you do. Don't tell me you don't. But if you've got the <laughs> guts to call on the show, you have an open invitation any you want. So, bring it on. That's all I'm going to say. I, I'm not going to say your name on the air because you haven't earned it.
1: <laughs> all righty, well... Um, but I, I just I just think that that's crazy, because if anybody um, who's listened to the show or who knows the show, uh, you know, you guys don't see what goes on behind the scenes. The only reason every week we have guests to book, I mean, honestly, I'm too lazy to do it. <laughs> I'll just be honest with you. I'm too lazy to go out and do it. If it were up to me, I'd just BS through two hours of wrestling talk, but the... But Icon is the one who goes out and busts his butt to go talk to these people. Icon makes the phone calls. He, he borderline harasses these people to get them to come on. They finally come on and they have a great time. Okay, so the reason why we have guests every single week lined up, but the reason why we talk to so many guests and why I would say a majority of the independent wrestling segment has heard about us and is, is contacting us is because of Icon's work behind the scenes. That, but he makes the cards and he makes the you know the introductions and he does all the stuff. Honestly, there would be no show without the icon because I, I honestly, I would probably get bored with it if we didn't have stuff like this to do every week. So, yeah. So for those of you who say the icon sucks, uh, the icon does not suck because even though, even though it's different. See, I have two radio degrees, so I you know, when it comes to running a show, when it comes to talking on the air, when it comes to spacing and timing and all that stuff, fine. I get it. Okay. I, I, there might you know, they might be better at certain things. Granny might be better at certain things. I might be better at a certain thing. But Icon is damn good at what he does. And uh what he does is a, is an awful lot of behind the scenes work. And uh for that, my friends, he does not suck. So Whoever said and, that, uh, you, yeah, don't to, you don't have to gas his name up, but uh, but yeah, he is uh hundred percent in the wrong.
0: Yeah, I, I think we got about uh, seven minutes left here, but
1: give know, or take, yeah,
0: yeah. Let's uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's uh, just kind of hash this a little bit, you know. And I, I'm not I'm not breaking uh, I'm not breaking any means at all, but mm-hmm. when, when you look at what our show started out as to what it is now.
1: Mm-hmm. There's, there's
0: no question that it that it's growing from what it started out as.
1: Oh yes, absolutely.
0: I mean, how many different how many different people have we had as as co-hosts? I mean, you know, I started out as you know as a you know as a you know as a, well. Let's just let's just say what it was. I was basically a C Squad host back in the day, and you know it was you and. Uh, Let's see, it was you and Dustin that started this. And uh, and, and then we you know, brought
1: we had Jason on for a while and Yeah.
0: Then who was our other guy I can't remember his name? It looked like none from Spider No, no I remember Superman. we had sex
1: we, we had sexual chocolate, Jason Cordner on with us for a while.
0: Right. And then we had another guy.
1: Yeah, I he wasn't on long enough to really matter though.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I always said that he looked like none from Spider or Superman two.
1: Uh, yeah, he did. He, don't <laughs> sure. he did. Yeah. Yeah, a big, uh, he had a big you know, deep voice. All, yeah.
0: Yeah, and you know, all those guys they they're all doing they all went on to do other stuff. I mean, and we we're still all we're all still friends, but they just didn't have time to do the show anymore. They all moved on to do what they were doing. So but Big Swing and I, along with Granny Hawkster and Doug Masters, have taken this thing from uh, and I'm going to use a quote from the honky-tonk man. Mama basement radio to uh, to what it is now. And, you know, it, it's well, sad that I can't get the guy on the show because he doesn't do mama basement radio.
1: Well, honestly, know. I don't think he does any radio because I haven't heard him on any of the broadcasts. But the thing is, though, is I think what the show started off as, the best way to describe it would be the show started off as a vision, as an idea, you know, what could this show possibly be? We had a goal in mind. And honestly, I think Dustin's overall goal um, was to turn the show into what it is today. However, Dustin is not nearly as patient as you or I. Uh, Dustin gives things about a month. (laughs) Dustin gives things about a month. If, if they're not successful, he moves on to the next endeavor. Now, we had him for a while, yes, but um, Dustin is is very impatient when it comes to things. So for, for us to grow this into what we're doing, um, I, I do feel, knowing Dustin the way I know him, I do feel that this was initially his vision. I just don't think he had enough patience to see it to fruition. And that rhymed, and I'm going to write that down. So, right. but yes, and, so, I mean, you know, that, I think that's really, really what it, what it boils down to.
0: And the other thing that I'm working on doing is uh, I'm working on, you know, I'm going to work on shopping the show. But what, I, what, what I'm going to do is the show that we have Buff Bagel on is what uh, I'm going to edit and, uh, you know, put out there uh, and uh, sell it, you know, and uh, get it. Uh, get us even further
1: than what we're doing now, mm-hmm. so which would be amazing. It'd be great, right? I mean, because right now, I honestly, mean, I, I mean, I know we got good podcasts. Um, yeah, there are other there are other good shows on the internet and other good shows, you know, uh, on Sirius that have to talk about wrestling. But honestly, I think ours might rank up there among the top of them. To be honest with you, you know, and you
0: know. Serious XM only has one wrestling show that they have on. There's only one show that have, they have dedicated to wrestling. Uh,
1: yes, I forgot what it's called now, but yes, they they do. And it's it's an okay show. I've listened to it. It's not terrible.
0: Right. You know, and there's you know, there I mean there there's a there's a lot of wrestling podcasts out there, you know, I mean Eric Bischoff has his eighty three weeks and uh uh Bruce Pritchard, Brother Love has his something to wrestle with. You know, hosted by Conrad Thompson. You know, and if you remember um, our buddy Jordan uh, Garber, uh, you know, he had cut the promo podcast. Uh, You know, unfortunately, his show has not been on, uh, and I I hate to admit this, his show has not been on since I
1: hijacked it. Hmm. Has he been busy, or, or did something happen? Well,
0: no, I I think he actually got uh actually got a new job where he can't uh, where he can't do
1: it anymore, you know. Or, oh, yeah, okay. A brief break. No, well, B train, uh, B train's got a show also.
0: Yeah, and uh, he's going to be back on with us, uh, and uh, uh, he's going to be on with us. And he asked if uh, we would be on his show, uh, kind of like a trade deal, you know. He'll promote us. We'll mm-hmm. promote him. So, you know, kind of like a trade thing, you know. Which I I don't. Think I hear have you. An issue with you. I, I don't have an issue with either.
1: No hell no. And nope,
0: you nope. know, uh, we have you know we have all the Deb Gardner fans listening to us now, so you know.
1: Yes. Uh, By the way, Deb is Deb. Deb's out of the hospital, right?
0: Yeah, she's back. Uh, okay, but good. She is. I mean. We're she went, you know, she went to Mexico for her, her birthday. Her husband took her Mexico for her birthday, that, yeah. and then she got, then she got sick in the hospital for the entire trip. So, you know, wow. And the thing is, though, the hospital that she's in, nobody spoke English there. So she had oh, a heck of a boy. time trying to yeah, she had a heck of a time, you know, which was really sad, you know. But she was able to make it
1: back, and uh, you know, so. There it is. Yeah. So, anyways, we do. Uh, we are gonna. We are gonna check out. Um. Once again, this was a good Monday night. We actually ended up having the men in the machine on with us the entire night, which was great. The cool guys. Um, you know, wish them the best, and and hopefully we will have them on again in the future, and hopefully they end up uh, winning all of the gold that we know that they're capable of winning. Uh, I just wanted to play uh this real quick before we sign out because um. I, I, I you know everybody has greatest moments. Well the greatest moment of my life, so.
0: it fear over and over again if he has to oh, no. oh.
1: Eat your heart out, Minneapolis Miracle. So anyway, that was the greatest moment of my life. So I uh, just figured I'd want to play that real quick. Uh, icon and, and Big Swing. Uh, it was a little little uh, tag team action here tonight. And uh, Granny, hope everything works out uh, with your sleep test and, and things are positive. And uh, hopefully we'll see you next week. And for the Cowboy, Doug Masters, well, hopefully uh, everything's good with your surgery as well. And hopefully we can get you back. Uh, you know in the swing of things pretty soon as well, so once again, big swing the icon New York, North Dakota we will see you next week Dead man walking you got it now